Welcome to another episode of the WAN Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bryan, and this is the show where we talk to networking experts about the data services that make business possible. Over the past couple of years in the networking space, the hype cycle has kind of moved on a little bit from SD-WAN and towards SD-WAN plus SASE and, and now SSE or however folks are saying that particular one, um, to, to help us navigate through all those changes and, and specifically um, how they're impacting the infrastructure team with respect to SD-WAN. I'm very happy to welcome to the show today, Nav Chander, who is the head of SD-WAN SASE product marketing for service providers at Aruba HPE. Welcome to the show, Nav. Thanks for joining us. Greg, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. It's been a really interesting journey. I, you know, a few years ago, I was sitting on your side of the table in your shoes. I know that when we first met, you were an analyst, right? That's right. Yes. I was an analyst, uh, yeah. in fact, focusing on a lot of the emerging technologies. In fact, myself and another colleague, a former colleague at IDC, did the first SD WAN forecast way back in 2015 mm -hmm. when. Nobody knew what SD WAN it was. It was hardly a thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, my background is, uh, you know, I, I joined Silver Peak after uh, being at IDC for six years, but I've been in telecom and networking for 25 plus years. Uh, Silver Peak, uh, you know, to help, I helped the company focus on the service provider and system integrator market specifically. Uh, those were mm -hmm. new channels. And, you know, Silver Peak, as you probably know from your background, predominantly an enterprise-focused company, very successful in the WAN optimization space for many, many years, and right. helped help the company on the journey, pivoting it from WAN op to SD-WAN. And I could say that we were successful in doing that. Obviously, market, mm -hmm. I, I can say that, but you know, the market speaks uh, stronger words than me in terms of you know, the analysts, but also revenue-wise, uh, the company was successful and, uh, you know, went through the acquisition in 2020 by HP Aruba. And I'd be, I'm still here and, you know, I'm, you know, expand, right. expanding my focus uh, into the security space. But as a company, you know, we're uh, Aruba's in many, many markets. And uh, mm -hmm. we're doing a lot with service provider partners in SD-WAN and SASE. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, a, a few years ago, of course, um, uh, a lot of the talk around SD-WAN was, was in that, you know, th there's going to be a lot of uh, acquisitions. And if somebody had asked me then, I said, would have said a lot of these big startups uh, mm -hmm. are, are going to be, you know, subsumed into larger uh, vendors or MSPs or whatever the case may be. And uh, it's it's good to have been vindicated. <laughs> there's there's really mm -hmm. only like uh, one kind of pure play uh, SD WAN startup, big big one left out there, right? So it's a yeah. yeah and I think th th there's some really obvious reasons for 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 that to have happened. So it's it's always nice when, as an analyst, uh, uh, your forward looking statements end up being more or less true, right? <laughs> right. I know. I yeah. completely agree. And uh, you know, I was unfortunate. Like I said, we you know with Silver Peak, it's been and now Aruba, it's been uh, a lot of fun being part of that growth wave and just like you and when i was in my analyst shoes i made that prediction as well too there'd be mm -hmm. a lot of that but there's uh it's actually been a lot of a lot more companies in this space than anyone would have thought you know five mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure and and likewise as we're going to get to uh in the sassy space and ztna as well so yeah uh, so, so Nav, you have an ebook out on this topic from, uh, I guess, kind of mid last year, maybe, mm -hmm. and um, and in that ebook, which I, I recommend everyone uh, go find and read, it's it's um, uh, it definitely I, I found it very useful. 
Um, you, you start out with a review of kind of the need for a, a sassy framework or posture in the mm -hmm. current land environment. And I, I thought that would be a good way for us to start today if you could kind of uh, lay that out and, uh, and, and set the stage for, for why we need to think about a sassy framework. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. I mean, you know, even since I uh, appreciate your comments on the ebook, even since the ebook is available, it, it's everything is changing so fast, right? Because yeah, that, that, that's what keeps it fun, right? Yeah, that's what keeps it fun. In fact, yeah. I was asked, being asked, maybe I need to update the ebook again. Uh, but you know, the point here is that the SASE framework that Gartner came in, they were lucky. I mean, it was a little bit of luck because it just it was at the end of 2019 when SASE came to be from Gartner. Right before, before remote right before work. The, yeah. re before the pandemic and remote work hit, exactly. hit us like a mm -hmm. tidal wave. Um, and so I think it's really useful because it created a framework, and I'll use that term a lot, and because it's not a market segment, as you, know, you as an analyst right. would know. It's really a framework that Gartner put together to kind of deal with the, you know, the confluence of many different trends. You got enterprises trying to figure out what are they going to do as the migration to cloud, the use of more, more and more cloud apps. How do I mm -hmm. secure those cloud apps? And at the same time, the data center starts to diminish in its role as being the gatekeeper or the, the, the castle where all the apps are now housed. Mm -hmm. And therefore, security mm -hmm. became a bigger challenge because all of a sudden, you've got apps being accessed from various cloud providers, SaaS providers, and you have shadow IT. And, and, and Greg, right. you can never overestimate um, the fact that, you know, if we talk to some of the security companies that track this, like Zscalers and Netscope, there's tons of shadow IT still happening even yeah. today. And it's going to, it's not going to go it's away. It's really easy to sign up for a SaaS service without consulting exactly. your, your network department. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a lot. I think where SASE has, has really given the IT folks a framework to kind of deal with networking and security. I think what happened was, you know, um, zero, there's a lot of elements of SASE. So SASE is not revolutionary. It's evolutionary. Mm -hmm. It's really mm -hmm. taking a lot of the security building blocks like zero trust. We're going to talk about ZTNA or zero trust network access, CASB, uh, uh, secure web gateway, firewall as a service, and of course, SD-WAN and all the different WAN edge components like mm -hmm. WAN optimization, routing, you know, and um, other analytics and things. So it was kind of Taking all of that and Gartner decided this is, I mean, it, it looked like, and they were right in that enterprises had to figure out how they're going to manage all of this over all of these different branch. And they didn't predict they'd have to start doing it over remote sites or, right. you know, the branch of one as, as we sometimes call it, meaning our home mm -hmm. homes. Right. Um, and yeah. so that's the new paradigm uh, that, you know, I think that's how it started. And, you know the the fact is the WAN has been as we you know Greg better than I do having you know tracking MPLS and carrier Ethernet has been fairly static for the past fifteen or mm -hmm. years before SD WAN came that was the first wave right so SD WAN kind right. of paved the way for SASE in many ways on the networking side and mm -hmm. and I think the use of cloud apps just exasperated the need for better security but not just security. It's security, and we'll talk about that, security by role, by identity, and by application. There's many 
aspects right. of security that have evolved now and not to mention internet of things or operational technology we always say iot but there's also ot the old stuff mm -hmm. you know valves and and systems and that are in place uh for years and years or underground or in all kinds of locations right. that don't have connectivity uh from the in on to the internet so that's created mm -hmm. a real you know need i think for and i think that's why there's so much hype around sassy for the past you know three years now right yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we're in the, the phase of that hype cycle where, you know, first kind of to that point of, of, of the need for it, that some of these elements of SASE were, were already in place, of course. They're, they're you know, as you said, uh, evolutionary, not revolutionary, but it's it's putting them all together in a way to to work with this modern uh, shape of the network, the modern topology of the network, I think that that uh, uh, seems to be the core of, of what it is that we're getting at with SASE. But I wonder, you know, even though obviously everybody listening to the show has, has been hearing about uh, this for the past couple years at least, and it, and it comes up, uh, you know, fairly often in general WAN conversations now, but I, I still think from where we sit right now, it's, it's useful to get, um, uh, you know, different perspectives on even um, exactly what, do we mean when we talk about sassy? So I wonder if you could kind of hit what you think the the key, you know, sine qua non elements of sassy are. Yeah, yeah no, sure, Greg. We're happy to do that. So, you know, I think when sassy came out, there was so much um, uh, hype, and all vendors, you know, all all the vendors, and I'm not going to say Aruba was any different than that. All of us wanted to say yes, we're supporting sassy, but what is sassy? Right. And sassy washing, right? Sassy washing. And as I say yeah. to some people, you know, who are not in our networking or security business, it's like going to Baskin Robbins and saying, what flavor of ice cream would you like? And you say, I want all of them. So, you right. know, exactly. there was no... That's a big stack, right? That's a big stack. That's a big service stack. So I think it was um, a little bit like SD-WAN. It's a little deja vu. You know, even with SD-WAN, mm -hmm. you know, I think over time you could see some consensus on a definition. I think with SASE, Gartner did a good job of defining it, as I mentioned earlier, as five major technologies, you know, cloud access security broker or CASB, mm -hmm. um, secure web gateway, which is some abbreviated SWG, uh, zero mm -hmm. trust network access or ZTNA, WAN edge, which in Gartner's terms, primarily means SD-WAN. And by the way, you know, mm -hmm. the WAN edge magic quadrant is going to evolve into the SD-WAN magic quadrant. So for the listeners, right. uh, and, I'll, and I, that's very interesting to see that development. And then finally, firewall as a service. And, you know, I think what's made SASE definition more relevant is about, oh, about a month ago, Gartner came up with another category under mm -hmm. the SASE umbrella. So you have SASE here. At the top, you've got WAN Edge, which will become SD-WAN, and you've got SSE, Security Service Edge. So that's mm -hmm. another grouping. It's a subgrouping. It's really the CASB, Secure Web Gateway, and Zero Trust. And that's a category of that Gartner is suggesting. Obviously, it's security-focused. So that mm -hmm. becomes your security pillar, if you want to call it, from a SASE perspective, and SD-WAN becomes the networking pillar. 
And those yeah, are the, the two, access part of it. The access yeah. part. And those are the really two mm -hmm. cornerstones of what a SASE framework should consist of. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's really, uh, there's really so many ways that uh, enterprises can treat that. And, and enterprises traditionally have their security uh, teams and their networking teams. And, exactly. and, and it's not clear, you know, it's not clear, but it's clearly certainly obvious that both teams need to be involved in the discussion when it comes to building a SASE framework. Yeah. And yeah. initially, I think a lot of the marketing around SASE was from the security side of the, a lot of the vendors, you know, everyone wanted mm -hmm. to be on, including a number of SD-WAN vendors, everyone wanted to be on the SASE bandwagon. But when you really peel back what SASE is, as I was explaining, you've got to look at what do you need in, in that portfolio and, and should you be looking mm -hmm. at a best-in-class for each of the networking and security pillars. And right. that's something that each enterprise is going to have to make that um, evaluation as they go through their, you know, the SASE um, evaluation with where where they are, what they have in their mm -hmm. infrastructure. Yeah, because you, you already have a lot of, uh, of uh, both transport and security vendors set up. If you're looking for a broad framework that that with you know maybe a small number of providers for that stack then do you have to switch out a bunch of different vendors and all those kinds of questions to to get to a, yeah. a sort of like you know complete sassy framework that i think that seems like it's going to be a really big challenge for a lot of uh, yeah. organizations and in fact you know the one of the an analysts from gartner just a few weeks ago again said you know today's today's world so obviously Gar the sassy came out in 2019 he says you know, the security focused vendors offer SSE part of SASE, and they're going to be the ones influencing mm -hmm. the purchase and buying at the same time. And this is from directly from the analysts, vendors in the WAN edge infrastructure market cover the networking portion, and those should be considered by the networking buyers. So I think, you know, mm -hmm. some of the haze around is SASE only security and do you need right. SASE and you don't need SD-WAN? The answer mm -hmm. is simple, simple equation, Greg. Uh, simply put, SASE equals SD WAN plus SSE. So there you know, you yeah, it, you know. So I think because there's a lot of a lot of confusion. Oh, you don't need if you have SASE and everyone's working remote and you have security solutions, you don't need SD WAN. Well, that may not be true because, as many of us mm -hmm. know, if we're part of companies where we will we'll be going to the office, you will want to have those branch office or corporate headquarter policies be enforced. When you're working right. in those offices, and then when you work at home, you may be using another set of SD WAN slash SASE technologies that are mm -hmm. compatible with that. So it's a yeah. hybrid world that you need security, you need networking, and therefore SASE makes more sense even now than it did in 2019. Yeah, for sure. And you know, to your point about sort of the the different teams uh, on the enterprise side. I mean, we've definitely uh, seen a, a big increase um, just kind of from a, an org chart perspective of there being security experts on the, the, the networking team, the infrastructure team, uh, or, or Im improving their liaisons uh, between those teams, or even sometimes 
uh, moving security out of where it traditionally was. I, I, we, we've talked about this on, on the show before, but just it bears repeating that you know, there's some organizations where, where uh, you know, IT security ultimately answers to a CISO who's the same person that the people swiping badges mm-hmm. answer to, right? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? So that yeah. that all of security uh, from from both an IT and non-IT perspective were were under one silo, and and to really move some of that that's appropriate for for the IT group under IT at least, let alone under the infrastructure or WAN team, you know. So so there's there's some just you know kind of like HR work to be done yet, let alone the the, the sort of technical. And you, and you have the same. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, you have the same issue with the, the service providers or the telecom service, mm-hmm. the managed service yeah. providers. They're no different. They have their silos today in that they, and they offer the managed WAN services or the managed security services. They're completely different org teams and organizations. And mm-hmm. they have the same challenge as well when they're trying to figure out, well, am I going to offer a managed SASE service? What is that going to right. be? And how right. am I, who's going to be uh, operationalizing that my security teams or by right. networking. Right. And, and in, in a certain sense, even who sells it, right? So, so yeah. when someone approaches us with an RFI, we need to respond to that RFI with, with a plan in place for, for that whole entire, you know, suite of services rather than just, you know, here, uh, here's your DIA and your MPLS, you know, connections mm-hmm. or whatever. So it becomes much more complicated in that sense too. One thing that you mentioned, Nav, that, that I wanted to follow up a little bit on is you mentioned sort of the ZTNA as one specific element of SASE. And what I, what I find interesting about sort of framing it that way is that then there's like sub uh, elements of ZTNA that are worth highlighting as well. Right. So, so if you, you know, if, if, if ZTNA is sort of one of your pillars of, of, of SASE in that sense, then you also have to, to work out, well, what does ZTNA uh, look like um, fr- from the enterprise uh, perspective. I wonder if, if you could maybe go through some of the specific elements that that might make up a, a zero trust posture as well. Yeah, so so that I think it's a good question. I mean, ZTNA is really is a set of t- technologies that operates on zero trust, and zero trust framework is kind of the don't trust anything, don't trust any application, mm-hmm. don't trust any user. You know, start on that premise. And it's really, again, a framework. Never trust, always verify, right? Always, so, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. um, th- although it's application level controls have been the focus within zero trust for, for many years, and, you know, it's still evolving, by the way. A lot of enterprises, mm-hmm. as you probably know, have not yet implemented zero trust. They're trying to, you know, they're Absolutely. also trying to do that. They're also trying to deal with SD-WAN and SASE. So all of these different solutions have... You know, you have to spend time and and really understand it. So unpacking it a little more, you know, for zero trust, you need a complete strategy that encompasses network security and the number of growing connected devices. So whether there be Mm -hmm. BY, you know, bring your own device, which, as we know, working remotely now or in this new world is going to be more and more the case. But it also has to uh, include, um, you know, Internet of Things and devices Mm -hmm. that are. Uh, industrial to security cameras, you know, the traditional uh, video cameras and all of the other types of um, sensors and devices that are out there. Um, we have, we have in, you know, specifically in Aruba built a number of solutions uh, and have been, you know, building that. One of them is called ClearPass Device Insight. So it really uses active and passive discovery and allows you to look at 
the profiles of all the different types of devices that are connected, um, whether it be laptops, you know, tablets, smartphones, and other, you know, printers, you name it, anything. And um, this allows you to look at all the IoT devices as well. And at the same time, so that's looking at a device, you also need, you know, when this is, comes back to the where SD-WAN and SASE play, but with Zero Trust, you also need a policy management platform, right? So we have something called right. ClearPass, which Aruba's had for many years for wired and wireless LAN solutions. So Aruba has a mm -hmm. lot of those, you know, thousands and thousands of customers deploying those solutions. And those are role-based access policies that that IT and security teams can develop and do by role. So, for example, if I'm an HR specialist, I only have access to HR apps. I may be working in a remote right. location. I, I, if I'm a security person, I only, you know, security in the traditional sense, physical security, I may have access right. to that security camera in that location, but I may not want to have give that individual unless they're the manager access to all the other security cameras in other locations so that kind right. of role-based uh, and where you are also can move the role can also move if you physically move it doesn't mean you can't access those if you have the right privileges so right. that you kind have of user credentials or device uh you know awareness so that you have that privilege access management absolutely no matter yeah. where you are right yeah gotcha yeah so that access control that kind of technology has become very important and then um what we are doing taking that kind of zero trust model across the LAN and the wireless infrastructures we're now taking that same kind of uh segmentation and role-based policy into sd-wan so we're integrating Aruba, which, you know, it was a Silver Peak platform, Edge Connect, and that will be also managed by ClearPass. So you can take those policies from the LAN and from the wireless infrastructure and map that over those same role-based policies I explained over the wide area network, and they would be mm -hmm. managed through a ClearPass. And so that would be your, your, man your security posture for zero trust in that case, right? That way you're mm -hmm. ensuring it. Now that's the east west, and then you've got intrusion detection, intrusion prevention, all of these other right. capabilities. But one of the other things that's important in a zero trust environment is also what I call the north south. So that is right. you're going from the WAN to the data center, or from the WAN to a cloud provider, or you're going from the WAN to another partner WAN. And that's mm -hmm. where, you know, the, this whole notion of cloud security and the, the likes of Zscalers and Netscope and, and others that are in that space has grown because more and more of the applications are being uh, hosted in cloud and, and uh, the less so in the data center. So you've got these other solutions. So into being in, able to integrate that zero trust framework across mm -hmm. vendors and across right. both east-west and the north-south is mm. definitely a challenge today for enterprises because they're dealing with legacy. They're dealing, you know, unless you're dealing a clean sheet of paper, um, often you got to, you know, take what's there today and be able to, you know, build this new zero-trust framework and see where you can adapt it into the existing infrastructure and where which vendors are capable of, you know, 
offering API support or integration more easily than others? Because I don't think it's a rip and replace for many enterprises. Right, exactly. It's it's almost like a repurposing in some cases or just adding a few things to, to that which you're already running and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, one other thing I was going to just yeah just mention is that um, and Aruba has been, you know, deploying huge wireless uh, infrastructures for a lot of enterprises that, you know, household right. names that you would know uh, for years. And, and that's where Aruba really started in the wireless space exclusively, right? Exactly, Just to give folks yeah. who might not have that context. Yeah. And, and uh, as wireless you know, the wireless space uh, evolved just like the WAN in that everything was with controllers. So you had physical, and we still have those. Enterprises can still buy physical controllers if they want to manage that. But now we have something called Aruba Central, which is a cloud-based service that you can, everything is cloud-based. If you want to manage all of that infrastructure, you can use Aruba Central to do that. And that's hosted by Aruba. Right. And, and we're doing the same thing for the WAN. You can... You know, whether you're a service provider or enterprise, you can manage the SD-WAN yourself or Mm -hmm. you we are integrating management for that and the orchestration of that so that you can have all the networking and security policies for the WAN, wireless LAN, wireless infrastructure through Aruba Central. And so that's Mm -hmm. a huge uh, and, and everything becomes one, you know, one management system if you want to. So that becomes one you know, one easier way for enterprises to deal with all of these different systems, the clear path security, you have a central management and you have the, the WAN, the SD-WAN, and you have integrations with other partners, uh, which I can talk about more if you're, uh, if you're interested, specifically on this SSD yeah. area. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that's a great, that's a great point in, in thinking about kind of, um, you know, one of the things that, that, I think it's worth uh, sort of carefully going through is what, when you're thinking about how to implement all of this and you're going to a particular vendor or MSP, it's inevitably going to involve solutions from a variety of vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I wonder if you kind of go through that of, of how you can, how you as uh, from, from, from that side, not from the enterprise side, think about pulling together the, the best in breed kind of vendors to offer a specific stack of services like what does that look like when when a customer comes to you in terms of uh you know uh, uh, everyone of course you know wants to talk about this as as a solution you know okay just but it's 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 great to break the solution down to the specific elements and vendors that that are are providing those solutions if that makes sense yeah yeah no absolutely so let me give you a little yeah i'll do that and you know just give you a kind of quick analogy i know wrote this in a recent blog on managed sassy one size doesn't fit all so mm-hmm. what that i was referring to is i use the analogy of clothing when we want to buy different types of clothing shirts pants all of us mm-hmm. we don't go to one supplier or vendor or you know like yeah uh, polo or right. ralph lauren or whatever right vent and buy everything the shirts pants shoes from the same brand uh, right. you want to pick you know, someone for a different reason, you like a shirt manufacturer, shirt brand and fat. So similarly, I think it's the case with Sassy and, you know, mm-hmm. more so because of the security and networking components. And I'll, you know, I think the SSC, which is Secure Service Edge, there's uh, a number of different companies in that space. 
Um, Aruba doesn't compete in that category itself directly, right. but um, you know our whole strategy has been, and this predates even being acquired by Aruba with Silverpeak, was to integrate and be automate that integration with best of breed cloud security and security mm -hmm. vendors. So That's even right. before cloud security took off way back four or five years ago, we were doing service chaining with the likes of Palo Alto and Checkpoint mm -hmm. and others. As cloud security has evolved, we're probably the most advanced in terms of integrations, API integration, automations, with all the magic quadrant leads. In fact, we're the only vendor today that integrates with Zscaler, Netscope, and McAfee, which are the three magic quadrant leads, but also all the challengers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what that means to customers is in and service providers. So enterprises are going to have a different on a different path in the journey to SASE. And for same thing with service right. providers, they're going to face customers say, look, we out, we already have a security vendor. We already have an SD-WAN vendor. Can you manage that for us? Or mm -hmm. we want to manage SD-WAN service from you, but can you work with our Zscaler or Cisco umbrella? And by the way, in mergers and acquisitions, which happens a lot, you're going to acquire an IT infrastructure that's going to have different vendors infrastructure as well. I, I run into this problem all the time with, with uh, clients, certainly. And, and, yeah. and sometimes you, you know, doing a benchmark, it's even hard to get the network data to just do the benchmark for, for the you know acquired uh, piece of the network. And it's a different vendor. And that's and a huge a, pain it's point. It's a massive headache. Yeah, it's a massive yeah. headache. So that's one of the things that we've made a huge effort and we think is really important when you're looking at SASE, again, looking at these together, um, even as a managed service, the customer may want a combination of DIY, SD-WAN, mm -hmm. and managed security, or vice versa, or both. And that's what I right. kind of wrote in the blog. When you look at this as an enterprise, you may not find one service provider that today can do everything you want mm -hmm. um, because you have a mixed in vendor environment. Now, some vendors and some service providers will tell you, oh, we can, you can you know, use vendors, single stack, and get all your SD-WAN or networking and all your security. But are you getting the best? And if you you really, right. you know, you're going to make a compromise, right? And so what we're finding talking to enterprises and even to service providers, um, in fact, I think one of the AT&T executives was recently quoted saying that, you know what, for medium and larger customers, I think they're going to want best of class or best of breed. Because... absolutely. Yeah. You know, they they don't want to compromise that. Why should they compromise their mm -hmm. zero trust framework or their security um, infrastructure that they already have invested in? Uh, right. But at the same time, they want to take advantage of, let's say, an SD-WAN platform like Aruba has. And by the way, we can integrate to nine security different companies now. Mm -hmm. We keep adding mm -hmm. to that. So that's been a part of our, I think that's been part of our mantra that, you know, it's not, the world is really hybrid. And mm -hmm. in, when it comes to deployment, choice and flexibility, you can't, I don't think you should, as an enterprise or service provider, compromise that. If you yeah. want to, yeah. if you want to, you have the choice. And you can have both, by the way. You could have a single SASE stack solution for some right. folks, but you, I think you do, you need, you, you're going to have to need, you're going to need both. 
or several, you know. Well, you know, as an analyst, our favorite answer is, is it depends, right? So that, you know, the, the, the geographic, <laughs> you know, scope of your network, the, the, the services that you're running, the, 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 the kinds of workloads that you've moved into, what kind of cloud and, and, and all of that really can impact uh, yeah. your decisions Absolutely. here, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, so Nev, you, you've really touched on this, but I, I want to put a spotlight on this because I, I like the way that I think you framed this in the past, um, that you really can't fully implement a SASE posture without already having SD-WAN in place. That mm -hmm. you know, We've heard about so, sort of um, some enterprises uh, who might almost be thinking like, oh, I'm just going to move straight to SASE. But, but I, I wonder if you could kind of take us through the, those clear uh, lines um, of how of SD-WAN and SASE are really inextricably linked in, in your view. Yeah, I think I think you know I think coming back to SD WAN, I mean SST SD WAN pretty much is so focused on networking in maximizing the use of the network in all aspects of it, the transport, you know, so maximizing and economizing the use of multiple of, of the bandwidth you have, leveraging broadband, right? So you know, really with mm -hmm. the SASE security side. Again, I come back to Secure Service Edge. Netscope, Zscaler, and McAfee are all companies very well uh, regarded and leaders in security, but none of them support SD-WAN. And to build right. that networking right. legacy and heritage, to be able to build the routing. In, so, you know, a lot of the capabilities that SD-WAN have is, is, are, again, an evolution of the data and control plane, being able to have a software-based con policy control. And I think the... The, the thing that SD-WAN has is being able to create the, the, the overlay policies that map the business requirements of an enterprise with the application mm -hmm. needs of that. So in other words, flipping what we used to in all these years, Greg, where, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the application had to, uh, was only as good as the network. And what, right. we're, what we're trying to do, what SD-WAN, and, you know, I'm talking about the top SD-WAN vendors and mm -hmm. their capabilities is you should be those those platforms are there so that the application the network adapts to the application meaning if i need two links right. then one of those networks is going down or there's a brownout and even it happens to mpls i don't want to have any impact to that voice over ip or this video session right. like we're doing so that becomes mm -hmm. transparent that's one of being one of the huge benefits of sd wan and we're that networking control, policy control, uh, the routing policy engines, and it's really important. And you can't divorce that away from just having security, even for the remote user, without mapping that to be that quality of service and that, you right. know, which app gets more priority. And by the way, which app gets steered? And that's where, you know, um, policy steering. So we happen to have some pretty cool technology that on the first packet that comes in, we can steer, you can say, okay, does this go to the cloud security? Let's go to the data center. Should I, is this a trusted mm -hmm. app like, you know, Microsoft 365 or Zoom? And I could send mm -hmm. it directly to those. And by the way, if I have an SD-WAN appliance sitting in a colo of Equinix or Megaport or one of those cloud on-ramp providers, I have right. very high quality experience all the way to the doorstep of the cloud provider. So these are the right. benefits. That's the, the middle mile performance part. Exactly. Care of, right. Yeah, yeah. Take care. And, it, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have overlooked that when we're mm -hmm. looking at the world we're in, right? This 
there's the security piece, but then there's the performance part because you, if you put right. a lot of security and you do add some overhead latency into the mm-hmm. of course, equation. Of course. So yeah, there's, a, nature, there's yeah. always a balancing act. And I think that's where we actually manage all the security policies for the Zscalers, the Palo Altos, if we're connecting to those. Not only that, we automate those policies and set up the tunnels so that any new app, and for example, if even if the Zscaler network goes down, you can have a backup on the Aruba Edge Connect. I can have a backup cloud security company with Netscope or Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. We're the only vendor that can do that right now so that a customer really has a very resilient experience with those applications if they're using uh, a combination of SD-WAN and security. Yeah, I wonder if you could almost kind of put it in a, a sort of historical framework of uh, in, in the MPLS world of, you know, five plus years ago, um, or or now for a lot of folks, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you were talking about, okay, so I, I have some applications that get a class of service header uh, and, and their mm-hmm. performance is, is, is maybe different, but ultimately it's, a, it's about um, the network. And then security is something completely separate from that. And then you have sort of like, you know, the, the start of SD-WAN, which is really focused on performance, you know, through things like port error correction and, and load balancing mm-hmm. and whatnot. And now we're coming in with with bringing the security in conjunction with that performance mm-hmm. uh, from from, you know, the, the the edge to the to the first mile, essentially. Um, yeah. uh, d- does that work as a kind of framework of what of what absolutely. you're doing? You know? Yeah, absolutely. All, yeah. all those things you said per- make perfect sense. And uh, the packet steering that I was talking about is also part of that. That inspection that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you as a uh, enterprise can set up the policies for every application and by by right. user if you need to, right? Whether that application gets steered. Yeah. So that integration has become more and more important because of the use of broadband as well as we know, right? Broadband meaning right. it could be DIA, which is usually managed, but it could be just mm-hmm. consumer broadband like many right. of us have yeah. at home. So that poses an opportunity for service providers, by the way. Uh, I may be, uh, I may be a, uh, you know, an Xfinity uh, like I am a broadband home user, but uh, I'm also a business remote worker. Can a mm-hmm. service provider offer a managed overlay over that infrastructure? Absolutely. Right. And right. they don't even yeah. have to do a truck roll if they, uh, you know, in some cases. So that's something mm-hmm. that's an opens up the opportunity to, uh, and, and in fact, uh, you know, we've just announced this uh, Edge Connect fabric, which will extend SD-WAN from mobile devices to a remote access Aruba, like you would have at a, in a retail store, all the way to an enterprise and to a data center to cloud provider. And that fabric, um, which is just being announced, will you know make it very easy for enterprises, no matter where their employees are working and if they're mobile, be able to ad- take advantage of some of the S- some, if not all the SD-WAN capabilities you would have in the branch office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know this the sort of end game, the brass ring here is is for uh, layers one, two, and three to effectively disappear to the customer. Exactly, right? so, exactly. You, know, you got yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, we're saying that, Greg, but our the service providers yeah. that you deal with that becomes commoditized, mm-hmm. and that's why they have to. That, that is the fear, right? Yeah, that's the fear. That's yeah. why they have to sell. You know, they should be. 
and they you know we're providing- they're becoming MSPs in the, in the that's that's the ultimate goal there right you know yeah. so. and I think SASE is an opportunity that they see that maybe we can sell more managed services. At the same mm-hmm. time, they have to understand that it's not one size fits all, as I've been saying, right? right. There's going to be right. different flavors of sassy. Yeah, you want you want your customer to have access to the app store, but you don't want it to be a a, a really curated app store, if you will. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Now this has been really interesting. I, I think um, I think that uh, that uh, we can all come away with kind of a, a clearer path here. And and as such, I wonder if you could take us maybe through what's next. Like if, if we know what the clear path of the moment is and and kind of what we need to do now. Um, how do you see that developing over? You know, in this space, it's hard to go out much more than a year or so. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take you off yeah. the hook of, oh, yeah, of a, sure. a long-term vision. But uh, you know, what, what do you think is is developing here in the next year or so? Yeah, I think I think there's a few things I can we can talk about. You're right. It's not these days. I don't know. We want to look beyond that. And uh, mm-hmm. but I would say first of all, the the multi-cloud. Uh, which is, you know, you see it and you read about it a lot, is real. The fact that um, uh, I was just reading the other day and I was just shocked and you would be as maybe know this as well already, that some enterprises are using over a thousand SaaS applications. And that's not uncommon. Well, especially since you met a shadow IT at the outset, right? You know, everything is a service. Now we always joke at Telegeography that we should do market research as a service, you know? Yeah, that's true. You should. And that's what I was going to say. That's the next big trend. I think as a service, you know, certainly Aruba and HPE are making a big push into the, you know, strategically offering everything as a service, meaning, Mm-hmm. storage, networking, uh, compute, right. as well as different consumption models, whether you want hardware, software, on-prem, in the cloud, you know, a mix of that, that's definitely going to be reality. And um, at the same time as, you know, that trend is happening, as I said, the multi-cloud trend is real. So we see a lot of enterprise customers, a lot of our Edge Connect deployments now that we've had for several years, moving workloads to different, you know, to the, one of the big three cloud providers or sometimes to both. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things they're asking for, and I think there's a market opportunity, is that they want to be able to move, maybe they'll even move between cloud providers. The more, you know, right. so that's another, you know, well, I'm using Google today, I'm going to move to Azure, or I'm using AWS, and I'm wondering... I don't think that I think that will happen, but that there's an opportunity there as well uh, in the networking space. The other thing that I think security will be part of every networking decision and vice versa. Networking will be part of every. Absolutely. I think that's pretty, you know, it's already happening. I think it's going to be more and more evident. Um, I think that the cloud providers uh, and I'm talking about the began the big three AWS and Google and. Mm -hmm. Um, Microsoft Azure are going to move more and more into the edge space. Uh, we have done mm-hmm. a number of integrations with all of those to make it easier to have SD-WAN um, almost connect to the back. It's connecting to the backbone of those providers, Greg. So basically, once you're on mm-hmm. their backbone, you don't need to use a service provider like an MPLS provider. That's right. They, they have the network uh, already. You so, have a network yeah, already. Quite. So I think the danger right now is that will they move even further into the edge and into the WAN? And they're yeah, already... If they move all 
way into the edge, then the network is just the cloud. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that yeah. is definitely an opportunity for them. All of them are, mm -hmm. I think, migrating that way, uh, which will make life very interesting for all the service providers. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and also at the same time, you know, there's the cloud consumption model that we talked about, right? right. What, right. How do... I think some of the enterprises want to be able to do more co-managed as well. So co-managed is something mm -hmm. that people talk about, but I think it's starting to be another trend that you know we're seeing. You know, we want the best of everything. We want it managed, right. maybe, but we same time we want to be able to you know make some adjustments, make some changes. Yeah, you don't want to give up control. Uh, you, you you don't want to have to have the the, the overhead that the management requires. But you also want to be able to to you know implement your own policies exactly. and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Right? And yeah. I think that's something that will be really interesting to see how we manage that. And especially with you know, with the threat of more cyber attacks with what's happening, mm -hmm. you know, on the global front in Ukraine and, and yeah. elsewhere, that I think you're gonna see that really be important as as an yeah. as an as an area. So um, and you know, I think I just think there's going to be more and more, uh, you know, bandwidth and you track that better than anyone you guys do. You know, mm -hmm. bandwidth mm -hmm. consumption is not going to slow down. I mean, I, I know when I go to the office and which I don't do as often, I may be still on a zoom call and not going to the meeting yeah. room where the zoom half the day. So, yeah. so yeah, use exactly. of bandwidth within the branches and infrastructure and traffic patterns is changing. I think permanently, mm -hmm. we're not all necessarily going to sit in those yep conference rooms and do video conferencing calls, even yeah. when we're in the same yeah. office. Mm -hmm. And and the handset is dead, effectively. Now, it was already yeah. well on its way to the grave before COVID happened, but this was the nail in the coffin, right? So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, you know, for, for years, uh, we've heard, you know, service providers saying, yeah, prices are falling so fast. I don't know how I can stay in business with, uh, with, with these prices and demand has always come to the rescue there. Mm -hmm. right? so I, I don't see that slowing down. Uh, if anything, you know, it's speeding up. Right. So, um, uh, you know, HBO max, right. Is going to, uh, uh, release the movie for, for your home viewers at the same time that it comes in the theaters, if not before. Right. You know what I mean? So just yeah. every yeah. facet of life is becoming more uh, digital that way. So I don't, I don't think that there's anything to worry about uh, in the service provider perspective there necessarily because um, we're we all want more digital all the time you know, and we so want the it, enterprise and too, we you know. want it at high quality as well right exactly that, you know yeah. that's the key thing it's because there's nothing worse than watching or being on a call with someone and uh, you know we mm -hmm. have to stop or now we have to move to a different platform or go right. back to the handset as you said <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Now, this, this is a great conversation. It's it's really fun to to talk kind of like, uh, you know, analyst to analyst in a way, even though you're, you're uh, you know, on the other side of the table, as it were now, right? So I think that that, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Um, I wonder if you could let folks out there know how to find you, like your ebook, your blog, um, uh, which uh, directions could you point them? Yeah, I think you should just, uh, you could, the easiest thing is go to arubanetworks.com. Uh, you can search our blogs. Uh, I've written a number of them on these topics. And the ebook, uh, I think if you search SASE and e or cloud security, 
WAN transformation, unless you want to mm -hmm. send that out later on. I don't have it handy right now, but we certainly can. Yeah, we're, we're happy to attach it to the, the notes of the show yeah. if you want to. But, yeah, um, that'd be and, great. Uh, you know, Greg, look forward to hopefully seeing each other in person and, uh, you know, many of your yeah. listeners uh, and, yeah. uh, in at uh, upcoming events or at, at uh, shows. So uh, hopefully, you know, we're getting back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm really excited for that. So, uh, you know, as much as I don't prefer airplane travel, mm -hmm. I actually can't wait to get on one again. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny to say that, right? When we all complained. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How many years were we uh, bitterly complaining that now we miss it? Yeah. That's it. Excellent. Well, Nav, thanks so much for joining me. This was great. Well, thank you, Greg. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. The WAN Manager podcast comes from the team at Telegeography. It's edited and produced by Jane Miller, and it's hosted by me, Greg Bryan. I also wrote the theme song that you're listening to right now. To learn more about our data, jump over to telegeography.com. Or if you want to get right into more WAN content like you hear on the show, you can visit Telegeography's WAN Forum at wanforum.com. We've got all of our podcast episodes over there, WAN manager survey data, and extra analysis pieces. That's all for now. So until next time, WAN enthusiasts.